0: Welcome to the True North Podcast. This podcast is about navigating through today's culture in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Let's go! We had a a third song planned, but as Miranda was just singing about how he was a way maker, I just kept thinking, my part of the conversation I was having with the Lord was, Lord, you are a way maker. And she would say, "Waymaker, miracle worker, every phrase I'm like, Lord, you are a miracle worker till it just finally kept coming out. Lord, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I encourage you church. Make that, make, make that your prayer. Lord, you are a miracle worker. Lord, you are a way maker. And, and it's not so much that we're having to remind God. Really? We're reminding ourselves. I don't know what your week has been like, but you know what? You may have to start reminding yourself, Lord, you are a way maker. You are a miracle worker. You are my provider. You are my best friend. You are the friend that sits closer than a brother. You are the rose of Sharon. You are my bright and morning star. You are my true north. You are the one constant in my life. Lord, you are the author and finisher of my faith. You are the one that brings me my significant other. You are the source of my significant other. You are the source of my joy. Richard Smallwood said it best, you are the source of my joy. You are the source of my joy. You are the source of my peace. I can't thank you enough, Lord. I just want to take a little time to say right now, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And I fully believe when you start to press in, that's why I kept saying press in, press in, press in, press in because eventually what's going to happen, joy is going to come up. See, joy is different than happiness. You know, happiness, we can get happy over eating a certain particular slice of cake or hearing a certain song or seeing a certain person in concert, but joy, joy is true satisfaction despite what the circumstances look like. True satisfaction. When we, when he gives us joy, unspeakable joy, it's you you can't describe it. somebody's like, man, why are you why are you so joyful? I I, I can't put I, I can't put one thing on it, but God is a good God. Amen. He is so good. He is faithful. Amen. Amen. But we are in our Holy Spirit series, not pneumatology, but our Holy Spirit series. And last week, you know, if you he was here last week, if you wasn't, I encourage you uh, definitely um, go back and listen to it on the podcast. But you know, we talked about how. Uh, one of the reasons the Holy Spirit was given because it was Jesus making good on his promise of that he would never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will never leave you for, nor forsake you. I'll be with you even to the ends of the world. Some translations say even to the end of the age. And how is he with us? He's with us by his spirit living in us. Amen. Amen. His spirit living in us. Somebody say in me. And I love this. Today, we're going to talk about how another reason the Holy Spirit was given to you and I is He equips you to do what the Lord asks of you, and He equips you to fulfill your God given purpose. The Holy Spirit was given to us f- to equip us to fulfill our God given purpose and to do what the Lord asks of, ask of us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, I uh, I remember, you know, uh, when when Kellen was born. The day Kellen was born, it was a magical day, beautiful day. And I remember those, it was it was a great, I, I think it was three days when he was in the hospital, two days or three, three. Yeah, I remember by the third day, you know, because the third day, it, it was time to go home. <laughs> but uh, on the third day, it was time to go home, but I don't know if y'all knew this, I wasn't ready to go. Me and we were ready to go. You gotta think about it. Well, here we are, giving this this human to take care of. But now, but we got we got round the clock nursing staff. You know, we ask questions. Don't have to Google. Don't have to sit on the line and wait. You know, please hold. Dun, 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 and listen to the awkward music. If we had a question, just do. You know, and that's you know, you hit the little button and. How may I help you? I mean, it's the radio. How may I help you? Well, how do we do this? Da, da, da. You know, we needed rest because we didn't understand that when he's sleeping, you should be sleeping, and we were just like, just you know, like like looking at a, a you know freshly glazed donuts coming off the assembly line. We were just oh, look at him, you know. And the nurse was like, "You need to be sleeping when he's sleeping." We didn't do that, and then when he's up screaming, we're. Oh, i would do this so we 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 had the nursing staff to help us and and you know uh bless cohen and, and keenan's heart um that nursing staff at that hospital just for for some reason at that particular time it was my favorite i don't know why it just was my favorite and when it came time to leave we were trying to take her with us we were trying to take the head nurse with us we was like you know come on said no i can't go with y'all but you know i promise you're gonna be great Da-da-da-da. i wasn't hearing it I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want you to encourage me. I want you to hop in the, the forerunner. <laughs> like you you know, you ride shotgun. Kelsey, sit back there watch the baby. But, you know, come on, you know. And listen, we even made friends with her on Facebook. I mean, that's how much, like, I was like, listen, you're you you you're melting. I don't know where you think you're going. You know, go and tell your other little nurse friends bye because you <laughs> you coming over. I'll make you, the church going to do us a meal train, so we'll include you in it too. You're going to get some grub. But, you know, she, I remember her, one, you know, just her confidence in us. She felt like, you know, we didn't believe it, but she believed that we were called to be Kellen's parents. And because we were called, therefore, we were equipped to be his parents. And, I, and she's like, I promise you got this. And I remember her telling Kelsey, Mama, you're going to be the best mama to him. I promise you got this. Papa, you're going to be the best papa to him. You got this. And I'm like, I don't, she don't know. How does she know? How does she know? But she knew that we were called to be his parents. And because we were called, therefore, we would be equipped to be his parents. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. you were called. You are called. And because God has called you, there is an equipping upon your life. Amen. I feel like Brother Norman when I say that. You are endued with power. The Holy Spirit equips us. Amen. Amen. You are equipped. And, you know, you know, but, you know, when I was thinking about that earlier last week, You know, naturally, we all take on assignments and projects, mandates or whatever it is. And, you know, uh, a lot of times when we get into stuff, sometimes the devil loves to trick us and make us feel like we're not equipped to do certain things. You know, especially in this in the ministry circle or especially at the job when you're looking over and you're seeing somebody else or even when we compare our lives to other people's lives, which we're not supposed to do. But at times we find ourselves looking at other people doing the same things that we do. And instantly the the feeling of, okay, well, maybe I'm not doing it right. Or because, you know, we judge their results and we see that their results are different and better than ours. Instantly we're like, well, maybe maybe I shouldn't be doing it this way. Or maybe I'm not called to this. You know, maybe I shouldn't be in this town. Maybe I'm wasting my life at this job or wasting my life serving at this church or wasting my life doing this or all these different things. And instantly we fall for the lie. Somebody say "That's that's a lie. That is a lie from the accuser of the brethren. That, that's him doing his full, his full job, his one job, which is to accuse you, to get you to doubt what God has already declared over you. Amen? That's, that's something right there. That's his job, to get you to doubt what God has already declared over your life. If you don't remember anything today, the devil's job is to get me to doubt what God has already declared over. And listen, all his promises are what? Yes and amen. So if he's already declared it over your life, it's done. It's finished. There's no debating. There's no, there's no hey, can we, can we, you know, talk you down, didn't it? No. But the devil loves to make us feel like there's, that every, everything that everybody else is doing is greater than what you're doing. In Acts chapter, chapter 1, I forgot to give the scriptures, but today if you have a Bible, we're going to be in Acts chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. 2 through 9 in the Passion Translation. Acts chapter 1. Last week, while you're turning there, last week we read in Acts chapter 2, the giving of the Holy Spirit. But I I want us to look at the prequel leading up to the giving of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. Says this, verse 2, just before he ascended into heaven, talking about Jesus, Jesus left instructions for the apostles he had chosen by the Holy Spirit. After the sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these same apostles over a 40 day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that's going to come into play in a a few verses later. With many convincing signs that he has been resurrected during these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the what? Holy Holy Spirit. Watch verse six. Every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it time now for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He answered the father. He answered the father is the one who who sets the fits dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this. This is our promise. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remote places on the earth. And then verse nine, right after he spoke those words, the disciples saw Jesus lifted into the sky and disappear into a cloud. Key verse in this is verse eight. I love it because literally he he instructs them and he promises them. He says, but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. Some translations say power will rest upon you. But why are we given this power? It says you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the most remote, remotest places on earth. That word power in the Greek. You know, I, <clears throat> I remember being in Bible college and they're breaking this down. But that word power in the Greek, it's the word dunamis, dunamis. Somebody say dunamis. dunamis. Uh, I see you shake. Some of y'all have heard this before. You shake. Yeah, we're going back to them camp meeting days. But dunamis. See, dunamis is where we get the word dynamite. I remember the first time I heard that in Bible college, I was like, Whoo, had a little couple of hairs on my arms. So I was like, ooh, dynamite. All right, Lord, what you what you doing, Jesus? What you doing, God? But I love it because that word in the Greek power, when it says that power, you will be seized with power in the moment the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's that word dunamis, which where we get dynamite, but also in the Greek, it means it's where we get the word dynamite. But it's it's the ability, physical or moral as residing in a person or thing. This is where we get the scripture in him we live, in him we move. Why? Because we have power, the ability, physical ability, the moral ability, power, but also it's power in action, as in performing miracles. When they said it in the Greek, it was talking about the physical ability, but also the spiritual ability to ability to perform miracles. I love it because Jesus literally has given every believer the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is equipping you with power to live and move and function. Pick up a fork, take a step, drive a car, turn a light switch on and off, fold a basket of clothes, go to work. The Holy Spirit is equipping you to physically move physically function, physically think, physically sing. That's why we say when it's your breath, you know, not only is it your breath, but also you are the one that's allowing me to sing back to you, that's enabling me, equipping me to sing back to you. You're the one that's equipping me to sing how you are a way maker, equipping me how to sing that you are a provider, equipping me how to do all these things. Why do you think the devil attached your body? Because the Holy Spirit is already working in your body, through your body. But the Holy Spirit is equipping you with power to live and move and function, but also to to do the same things that Jesus did on the earth, which is perform miracles to show the glory of God. You know, that that same power, that that dunamis, that dynamite power, it's in you to perform miracles to show the glory of God. Lindsay, how do we know that's true? Well, verse 8, Jesus said that you will have power to be my messengers. Lindsay didn't say anything about performing miracles, said be messengers. Well, so guess what? Moses was a messenger of God, and Moses did not point people to God without doing signs and wonders. Elijah and Elijah, they did not point people to God without signs and wonders. Jesus did not just speak the words of God, but he also performed miracles. Church, the Holy Spirit equips you to spread the gospel through your speech, through signs and wonders, and through the way you live your life. You are equipped to perform signs and wonders. That means that if there is sickness in your body, you are equipped to tell that sickness where to go. That means that if there is sickness in somebody else's body, you can lay hands on the sick. Jesus said it. He said, hey, go out and lay hands on the sick. Well, he said, I don't believe that. That, That's not the way I grew up. Well, you know what? The way you grew up is not the way you should have grew up. Let's just go there. What, what does Jesus say? There's some things where the way I grew up and I'm like, Lord, what, what does your word say? And, and when Kellen gets of age, he will be able to look back and be like, okay, you know, what's, what's some of the ways I grew up? And then what's the ways that Jesus said? Hopefully there won't be too much of a discrepancy because I'm working on that now. But what, what does Jesus say? He literally said that you will be seized with power. That same type of power, the dunamis power that allows you to to move, to breathe, to have your existence, but also to lay hands on the sick and they recover open blind eyes. Literally, if there's disease in your body. You have the power to tell it where to go, not to tell it where you think it should go. Hey, 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 flu. Hey, influenza, you might leave in my body. If somebody were to break in your house, you're not going to be like, hey, 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 Mr. Robert. Hey, Mr. Robert, hey, can, hey, listen, I've, I've worked hard on this. Somebody steal, somebody goes to steal your car. Hey, I've, I've been faithful in making these payments. Can, can, can you go choose somebody else's car? Go, go. Can, do, will you please? You ain't using please. But for some reason, when sickness comes into our body, for some reason, when the devil attacks our life, we're like, well, Lord, will you? Like Lord, can do? Do you mind, Jesus? When He's like, I've already given you the power. I feel like Cap, I feel like Captain Planet. The the power is yours. You know, the choice is yours. What? Who? You know, whose report will you believe? Who? Who will you choose to put your trust in? Will you choose to put your trust in the power that's been given in you, or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's it's you know, and it it's more. It's easier. It's easier for us to not believe that we have the power of God because, therefore, you don't have to bear the responsibility. It's, it's easy to put your trust in. Well, you know, he, the, yeah, it may say this, but really it was meaning something else. When Jesus really gave us the Holy Spirit, really it was just, you know, for the edifying of the saints. and really was just to, to start churches and send churches and create churches when that's not the case. He gave us the Holy Spirit as a promise that he would never leave us or forsake us. He gave us the Holy Spirit to equip you to be able to to not just survive in this world, but to thrive in this world. And he gave you the Holy Spirit to equip you that when everything goes awry, you can lay hands on it and command it to be in the creative function, the way God created it to be in the very beginning. Amen. Watch this. Second Peter, chapter one. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. If not, we'll put it on the screen. But second Peter, chapter one, verse three. As you're turning there, remember the Holy Spirit equips you to function, and he equips you to perform miracles with this dunamis power. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter says this. He says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Can I say that again? Yeah, I'll let you say it again. Everything we could ever need. You see that? Everything you could ever need. Everything. I feel like Brother normal for real. Everything you could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Watch this. The original text, it doesn't say life and godliness. It says this. It says life of godliness aka a life of complete devotion to Jesus. The original text, reread it like this. Everything we could ever need for a life of godliness. Everything you need to live a life completely devoted to Jesus has already been deposited on the side of you. Has already been deposited on the side of you. You remember when the first time you your job went to direct deposit? I remember first time my job went to. I got a job that went to direct deposit. You know, when I when I was in college in Cleveland, I was working at Little Caesars. You know, it wasn't direct deposit; they gave you paper check. Oh, we loved them paper check. You know, get the paper check, run run to uh, Regents Bank. But I remember when we moved to Virginia and I worked at the hospital. They said we need your banking account. I'm like, bank. What she ain't about to get my bank account. <laughs> Shoot. I don't follow the turn-up truck. I told uh, Miss Teresa that in the HR. I did not follow the turn truck. truck. You know, but I was polite because she was a friend to my mother-in-law, so I had to get out, dude. I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm good. And she said, no, no, we do direct deposit here, Lindsay. I was like, what's that mean? And she said, well, you know, on payday you're, or the night before payday or whatever, your check is deposited into the bank. I was like, oh, okay, you know. It didn't really click, and you know, submit the bank. And finally, when it comes time for payday, You know, uh, woke up this morning. I was like, ah, and Kelsey's like, hey, you're a check kid. So let's check the account. I was like, what? And she pulled it up. I was like, oh, snap. There it is. I ain't got to go show my ID. It's already there. I can stop by Dairy Queen, go and get my little pancake breakfast, treat myself for working hard. It's already there. Everything you need to live completely devoted to Jesus is already here. Lindsay, sometimes I struggle. Well, guess what? The things that you need to get over that struggle already here. Lindsay, sometimes I waver in my faith. Guess what? He accounted for that. Everything you need to get over the wavering of your faith already has been deposited in you. Let me reread it again. Verse 3 says, everything we could ever need for a life of godliness has already been deposited in us by what? His divine power. The Holy Spirit is equipping you to be completely devoted to Jesus. He is equipping you. He is giving you the resources. He is giving you the tools. He is giving you the ingredients. He is giving you the very, uh, the secret sauce. See, I don't know if you knew this, but McDonald's would be another restaurant if it didn't have the Big Mac. The Big Mac is its trademark sandwich. Why is it it's trademark sandwich? Because the Big Mac has the secret sauce. The secret sauce that nobody's been able to replicate. There's, you could go online and everybody gets close. Everybody gets close. And, and, you know, at McDonald's, they never confirm or deny if you're close or not. But ultimately, the secret sauce is the secret sauce. I remember one day, uh, the last time I got a Big Mac, normally I don't crave them. But one day I was like, Kelsey's like, let me get a Big Mac. I'm like, you know what? I want that secret sauce. See, that secret sauce, it's different than a double hamburger of the dollar menu. That secret sauce, it's different. It's significant. Once you taste it, you, everything, nothing else compares to that secret sauce. I love it because ultimately everything that you need has been deposited on the inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. That dunamis, somebody say dunamis. That dunamis power has deposited everything you need to, li- to live a life where you are devoted to Jesus. Not a life where you're devoted to religion. That ain't him. That's us. That's man. Everything you need to say yes to Jesus. Let me, can we, can we be simple about it? Everything you need to say yes to Jesus. I remember growing up, we used to sing the song, Yes, Yes do your will yes to your way yes and when I was little little my granny would be a one part of the song where my high soul loves Jesus my favorite part as a kid was when she'd be like yes yes and I remember one time driving home I said hey granny why why why, why are you singing yes and she said because Lindsay there's sometimes all I have left to say is just yes when words run out, I just, all I want to just say is, Lord, whatever you want me to do, yes. I remember as a little kid in that blue dynasty, like, hmm, yes. Okay, whatever he asked me to do, yes. And the Holy Spirit, he equips you to say yes. He equips you. Even when you're like, ah, Lindsay, I don't know if I can say yes to those things. There's some things where I I joke and say, if the Lord asked me to do that, I don't know if I can say yes. But guess what? He knows that you possibly can't say yes out of your own strength. So guess what? He has deposited the Holy Spirit inside of you who is empowering you to say yes. Not manipulating you, not tricking you, but he is literally removing the doubt. Removing the doubt, clearing out the clutter. That way, when it comes time and the Lord's like, hey, I need you to do this. Bravery rises up and you're like, I can do that, Lord. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but Lord, I say yes right now. Lord, I don't know. Lord, I'm nervous about talking to my neighbor, but Lord, not my will, but your will be done. He's equipping you to say yes. He's equipping. Somebody say, he's equipping me to say yes. I love this because guess what? The spirit, he does these things apart from our words. He does these things apart from our words, which means subscribing to a denominational, legalistic tradition or formula is beneath your redeemed self. He doesn't do these. He doesn't. He doesn't empower you and equip you to say yes as long as you read so many chapters, or as long as you are strict to the to the code, as long as you are all these different things, as long as your performance lines up with his will. He doesn't do that, and because he's not based, because it's not based on your performance. Your performance is beneath your righteousness. Your performance is beneath his righteousness. Your performance is beneath his righteousness. If your performance was enough, your performance is what would have went to the cross. And last time I checked, I don't want my performance on the cross. My performance is not good enough for me, let alone anybody in this room. As much as I love y'all, my performance could not save you as much as you love you, your performance could not save you. As much as you love you, your upbringing cannot save you. As much as you love you, your background cannot save you. As much as you love you, your denomination cannot save you, as much as you love you, what you think you know, how you think you got it, how you all these different it cannot save you. It cannot save you. But you know who can? Jesus. And the power of the Holy Spirit, I love it, Jesus referred to, we said it last week, but Jesus called the Holy Spirit another Savior. And the fact that he is residing in you, daily he is saving you. Daily he is reminding you of how saved you are. Daily he is reminding you how you've been redeemed. Daily he is reminding that, you know, because you live, you can face tomorrow. Because he is living in you, you are able to move and function and breathe and exist. Everything you need. I love the 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 the, the verse say everything we could ever need which means that you know you you get around the kids and like okay is there anything else yes they we're in the van any other questions it got quiet not even two two seconds later hey daddy <laughs> you thought of another question yeah I have another question You think you presented all your needs to the Lord and something else hey 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 papa that's why every everything you think you can need it's already been deposited it's already been deposited, amen? amen. <clears throat> I love this because the second part of verse three literally says, for all this was lavished. That word "lavish" means bestowed, something in generous or extravagant quantities. Extravagant quantities has been lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by his name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. All that means to say is, the Holy Spirit working in you is because of Jesus, not because of your performance. It's because of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I remember as a kid and I was asking dad about this last night, but I remember there's one point uh, when I was a child. I don't remember. Um, I can't remember which which house we was living in, but I remember one time. Dad had this had this truck that had two gas tanks. And as a kid, you all you all can imagine my imagination. You look at Kelly Kenan and possibly Cohen and then just times that by a thousand. You got my imagination as a kid. I remember when, you know, we got, when he was explaining to me how this truck had two gas tanks. I was like, what? I remember sitting at the lunch table, okay, we telling all my friends, like, hey, my daddy got two gas tanks in this truck. Like, we got two, you know. <laughs> that means we'd go twice as far, you know. <laughs> I remember telling OJ, my daddy got two gas tanks. How many gas tanks your daddy got, you know, like, <laughs> all these different things. <laughs> I was proud, okay, I was proud. But I remember him explaining it to me, and, you know, one time he picked me up from a little acorn in it, and I'm, I'm just staring at the, you know, I'm looking at it like, how does it work? You know, how does these two gas tanks work? And, you know, and, you know, I was thinking about this last week. I'm like, and I haven't thought about it forever. But as I'm reading the scripture, how I'm reading how everything we need has already been deposited on the side of us. Instantly, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that time in our life where we had a chart that had two gas tanks. And literally, when one would get down to a certain level, the other automatically or with the flip of a switch, depending on the, your preference. But it would literally, they would literally bleed into the other, therefore allowing you to, to not lose fuel. And I was like, wow. And as a kid, I would just think that that was so awesome to be driving down the road and knowing that if one tank went down, we had a backup. And that truck, it was designed, and there's still vehicles made like this, but they're designed to hold the two and to operate with the two. But see, as Jesus followers, we like to live, we like to follow Jesus with two fuel sources. We like to follow Jesus with the fuel source of the Holy Spirit and also, we like to follow him with the way we've always done things. See, a lot of us, we like, we, we're trying to operate this life based off of two sources. When Jesus is the vine, Jesus should be our vine. Therefore, if Jesus is our vine, the Holy Spirit is the fuel source for your life, not the Holy Spirit and the way you've always done things, not the Holy Spirit and traditions. Not the Holy Spirit and legalism, not the Holy Spirit and your denominational brainwashing, not the Holy Spirit and religion, not the Holy Spirit. And it feels this way. It feels that way. That's why we sang it earlier. Even when I don't feel it, you're working because you cannot go off your feelings. You cannot go off your feelings. If we were to go off our feelings, we'd be up a creek without a paddle. If we was going off our feelings, guess what? Both of those tanks would be empty. Ah, The truck feels like it go on a little bit more. You ever been in a vehicle with somebody like that where the lights on? They're like, I feel like I'll go a little bit longer. You're like, bro, the lights on. You better, you better feel like pulling into a gas station and feel like pumping some gas in the wing. Uh uh. <laughs> I remember when I was in Cleveland. I used to hang around with some guys. I, you know, to protect the innocent, I won't name their names. All four of them, R.I.P. One of them. But I remember one time we gone down the road and his little forerunner light popped on. I was like, Hey, bro, how long's your light been on? Ah, oh, I, you know, you go about 30 miles. I said. In your dreams? <laughs> I said, gas, you better pull over. I said, or drop me off. Drop me off somewhere. Drop me off at the, at the unwed mother's home. and Let me hang out there and catch a ride with Miss Jennifer. Uh-uh, bro. Like, put some gas in this thing right now. We ain't doing that. We ain't going off our feelings. And he's like, all right, I remember he was so mad. Fine, I'm going you know, put $5 in there. I was like, I'll, I'll contribute $5 as long as we get to where we need to go. Like, we, we ain't going off our feelings. And we laugh because we know in the in the you know in that sense we would never go off our feelings. But for some reason when it comes to following Jesus, we put our feelings first. When it comes to following Jesus, we're like, well, Lord, I don't feel like reading today, but I know your goodness is there. So that da, 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 I go about my day when I was reading this one book and it talked about the importance of when you wake up in the morning. Look at scripture first. Why? Because your brain, everything in your body is looking for identification. It is looking for relevance. It is looking for something that it can it can latch on to. When you first wake up in the morning, your brain is looking for something it can latch onto. Why not let it latch upon the word of God? Why not let it latch upon the identity of God? Even if it's the same scripture that you read yesterday or the same one that you heard your kids talk about in Sunday school, or even if it's the same one that we talked about here on Sunday morning, let the word of God be the first thing. So I've had to make a habit. I'm not bragging, but I've had to make a habit of instantly when I get up and go to the bathroom. First thing I'm going to look at on my phone is the verse of the day. Even as I'm wiping the crusties out, I'm like, "Let's see what's the verse of the day." Before I check the weather, before I check the time, before I check all these different things, Lord, let me gaze upon You first. I know, Lord, I don't know what the day holds, Lord, but I need to gaze upon You that way. Whatever happens today, Lord, my, identi- my identity does not become like everything else that's going on. My identity becomes like who I'm gazed at, which is Jesus. Amen. And guess what? The Holy Spirit, he equips you to do these things. I can't do that on my own strength. You can't do that on your own strength, but the Holy Spirit will equip you. Yes. Lindsay, that's very practical. Yes, it's very practical, but also it's transformative. He is literally transforming you from glory to glory. How is he doing that? He's equipping you, equipping you to follow him, equipping you to sing, equipping you to worship. Well, Lindsay, I struggle to worship. Just lean it. Surrender. That, that, that's literally that's why they you know in, in worship services that's why you just surrender just surrender what do we surrender to you're surrendering to the Holy Spirit taking over and doing the word through you well Lindsay I want to be conscious it's not about a conscious or unconscious thing we're not talking anything about that literally when you are surrendered to the Holy Spirit you're just saying okay Lord I I, I don't feel this Lord I, I, I don't everybody's getting excited I don't feel like seeing a way maker well, Lord, you know I'm just gonna trust and surrender. I'm gonna move past my mind, move past my feelings, and that's you know you'll be like way maker, miracle worker. Promise, keep it if you love my kids. lying in the darkness. I right, got four time way maker, miracle worker. You know, Lord, you did make a way for me. A few years ago, hey Lord, I forgot about that time when I almost died, and you, man, Lord, or Lord, I, you 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 bring it back. Pastor Michael, you're, bringing, you're healing him. Lord, you really are a way maker. Oh, Jesus, that's who you are. About the 12th time, Jesus, that's who you are. You're going to be, you You are there. But it takes a surrendering. And literally all that surrendering is just moving past your flesh, moving past your feelings, taking your flesh and your feelings and just setting them down and say, okay, listen, I'm open, Lord. And maybe a lot of times that's the reason we haven't seen the Lord do some things in our life is because the flesh and your feelings, it's in the way. It's in the way. It's literally like one door frame, that door frame right there, and your flesh and feelings just blocking it. Holy Spirit on the other side, Papa on the other side, Jesus on the other side, everything that you need that needs to be deposited on the side of you on the other side, but your flesh and feelings are blocking it. If you're not seeing the Lord move in your life, maybe you need to check and say, okay, where's, is, Lord, is my flesh and feelings, are, 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 they, are they in the way? Are they in the way? Is what I want to do is it in the way? My preferences, are they in the way? There's sometimes where I'm like, Lord, help me move past my feelings. Help me move past what I want to do. Help me move past what, how I think it should go. Help me move past what I want to see done. Help me move past. Help me move past. Amen? Amen? So how do we do this? Before you do anything, ask yourself this one question. Is this something I've seen Jesus do or is this something I was told to do by religion, denomination, or traditions? How do we operate out of one tank, not two tanks, but how do we operate out of one tank, which is the Holy Spirit? You do that by asking yourself before you do anything, is what I'm about to do, have I seen Jesus do it, or is this something I was always told to do? Have I seen Jesus, have I seen Jesus be nice to people, or am I just being nice to people because it's the, you know, it's what everybody else does, it's the trend. Bless somebody, pay it forward, pay for the person behind you. Am I doing this because I want to be trendy? Or am I doing this because this is what Jesus would do? Am I ignoring people because I don't like them? Or am I ignoring people because this is what I've seen Jesus do? And then you'll be like, well, Jesus didn't ignore people. Well, guess what? That means you got to, you can't ignore them. And we all had the one person where we're like, oh, see him down the aisle at Walmart. He's like, whoa, whoa, okay, oh, okay, we just, what, oh, what's that, Kellen? Run, run over there, Kelly. Oh, go get back. I got to go catch you, you know. We all, we, all, we all have those moments. But before you do anything, ask yourself, is this something I've seen Jesus do? Amen? Amen? Watch this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. We're almost done, I promise. <clears throat> is anybody getting anything this morning? talking about how the Holy Spirit equips you to do what Jesus has asked you to do and to fulfill your God-given purpose. Verse 20 says this, Now made the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ so that he would be the great shepherd of his flock and by, watch this, the power, there's that word again, by the power of the blood of the eternal covenant, may he work, what's that word? Perfection into every part of you. Let's just pause right there. Let Jesus through the power, power of food, power of the Holy Spirit, work perfection into every part, every part. Somebody say every part. Every part. You know what that means? That means the, part, the parts of you that ain't perfect, he's working perfection into those. As my son would say, your weak points, he's working perfection in that. You can name it, I'm pretty sure we all can name five areas that we, are, that we struggle in. Well, guess what? In those struggles, he is going in those struggles, going in the midst of those struggles, and working perfection into that. May he work perfection into every part of you, giving you all that you need. There it is again. Y'all thought I was making it up. One and done verse. Giving you everything you need. Mm, everything you need. Watch this to fulfill your destiny. And may he express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, the anointed one who is to receive glory forever. Amen. So love this because according to what we just read, God is working perfection into every part of you, giving you all that you need to fulfill your God given purpose. Salah. Let it marinate. Pause on it. Write it down. God is giving you everything you need. He is giving you perfection. He is giving. I, I love how it didn't say he has given you. It says he is giving, which means it is a present thing that is happening. He is right now as we speak, he's working perfection into the parts of your heart and mind and soul that need perfecting. Right now, as we speak, right now, as kids' church is going on, he is working, he is perfecting things in Miss Alita. He's perfecting things in Kellen. He is perfecting things in Cohen. He's perfecting things in Kenny. Right now, as we speak, he's perfecting things in DJ. He's perfecting things in Noah. He is perfecting things in Maria. I confess it right now over my cousins, my little cousins that I'll give a dollar to next time he tells me he loves me. He's so sweet. He's perfecting things in you. When the devil starts to rise up like a flood, look in the mirror and say, The Holy Spirit is perfecting things in me. The Holy Spirit, when doubt rises up, Holy Spirit is perfecting things in me. When we struggle to believe that He is going to make a way, the Holy Spirit is perfecting things in me. When I can't see my way out of no way, the Holy Spirit is perfecting things. When people are talking bad about you, the Holy Spirit is perfecting things. When the doctor is giving bad diagnosis, the Holy Spirit is perfecting things perfecting things in every part. Didn't say the parts that show up on Sunday. It says every part. Amen. It didn't say the parts that, 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 that read the 99 chapters or, or spends the five hours, but every part, meaning the parts that we don't want everybody to see, the Holy Spirit is working in that. The doubts, the traumas, the dramas, the pettiness, he's working in all that and perfecting things. He's perfected. What is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? He is equipping you. He is perfecting things in your life. He is perfecting the person you see in the mirror. I love it because guess what? This perfecting, this thing, this transformation, it is life going. It is ongoing. There's no destination. The destination is when we are with him face to face. So, therefore, for the rest of your life, there will be struggles that you will endure. But as you endure them, guess what? The only reason you are enduring them, only reason you are getting through them, the only reason that you are making your way through them is because the Holy Spirit is in you, equipping you, and perfecting you. Amen? Amen. Also, God expressed through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, which affirms what we said in the beginning, which we said the Holy Spirit equips you, to do what Jesus asks of you, and to fulfill your God-given purpose. What does Jesus ask of us to go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples of every nation, tribe, and tongue? The Holy Spirit equips us to do that. But also the Holy Spirit equips also you to live and move and function and drive and stare at a phone, drive a car, fold clothes, pump gas, amen? But watch this, with equipping comes serving. This is my final point. With equipping comes serving. So you aren't just equipped to to, you know, for people that like, look at me. You aren't just equipped for all that equipping, for all that perfection that the Holy Spirit is doing in you. It's not, it's not happening in you just to be stored there. Say so I had to go to our storage unit a few weeks back, and every time I go into a storage unit, I'm reminded of all that all that we have. But also, sometimes I get lost down memory lane because, you know, the boys, you know, baby clothes are in there. Stuff from Cohen's baby room is in there. Stuff from Kellen's first ever birthday is in there. And I'm looking at I'm just like, huh. Oh. And, you know, I'll pull will I'm just going to be honest, I'll open up the little thing and I'll sniff it because I, I can smell. Oh, he don't smell like that anymore. Oh, he don't smell like that. Oh, got cobwebs and stuff and here I am crying and now my allergies stirring up because the cobwebs and the tears and now I'm uh, vulnerable to all that stuff but when I get in that storage unit I'm reminded of all that we have but see because it's sitting in there it doesn't benefit anybody see the equipping that the Holy Spirit is doing in you if it's just stored in you it doesn't benefit see with equipping comes serving in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 She's going to pull it up, but equipping, with equipping comes serving, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. I want you to know something, that everything the Holy Spirit does in you is meant to be done through you. Watch this, verse 10, it says, Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to what? Serve one another as faithful stewards not as a one and done not a you know bless this person one time and never and never talk to him again no to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace with equipping comes serving you can't allow the Holy Spirit to perfect, to do that perfection in you, to, to transform your life, to equip you, to give you power, to all these different things that the Holy Spirit is doing in you, just for it to be stored in you and never and never shared at your job. Never shared at, at the dinner table, never shared at the gas pump, never shared at the grocery store, never shared online. The Holy Spirit equips you and with equipping comes serving. Listen, the world says be the change you want to see, but we know that the change we want to see is lives in us the change you want to see it lives in you and it's not meant to just live in you it's meant to live through you amen I said it before but we are to be we're to be conduits not cul-de-sats conduits not cul-de-sats conduits and not cul de sacs see the answer for the world around you is the world within you do you know that the answer for the world around you is the world within you It's the world of transformation that the Holy Spirit is doing in you. What What are we displeased with in our community? What are we displeased with on the job? What are we displeased with in our bloodline? What are we displeased with? Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is perfecting things in you. And what he's perfected is meant to be shared. Amen? The work of the Holy Spirit is meant to be shared, not stored. The Holy Spirit is meant to be shared, not stored. You know how I know? Because the Bible said that in Acts chapter 2, we won't read it, but Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, after the Holy Spirit was given, 3,000, 3, came to know Jesus. If it was meant to be something that was stored, then guess what? We never would have received it. If it was meant to be stored, then 3,000 plus never would have received the Holy Spirit after the, after the 12 disciples received it. The Holy, the work of the Holy Spirit, the work, what we experienced in worship today. It's a disservice if it's just stored in you and not shared through you. That means that when you leave these double doors and whoever you are texting. If you aren't sharing with them what you've experienced today and and Lindsay, Lindsay, how do I share with them? Hey, man, listen, let me tell you what the Lord did in my heart today. What, what, where he do that at, at church? Really? Yeah. He did that with me. He did that. Listen, I don't struggle with this. I, I I don't have this issue. Because he, let me tell you what he delivered me from. Just in those, just in us singing that same song over and over and over and over again. Because see, on the physical realm, it's like, man, how many times we got to sing it? Why are we singing it? Why are we singing it? Get solid. We sing it again. Oh, when are we going to stop? When's Lindsay going to stop? Why is Lindsay going? Because there's perfecting that is happening in you. And as we're singing it, there's some, there's some things that are breaking off. Lindsay, I don't believe that. Well, guess what? It is true. If, if troubled King Saul could have David just come, not sing, just come play a harp and chains begin to break. If Paul and Silas could sing with no music and no tracks and off key and shackles and prison doors open, what do you think is happening as you worship the Lord? What do you think is happening when we say press in? The potential of worlds lives in your mouth. The potential of freedom to every person you know is residing right here. Church, is meant to be shared, not stored. It's meant to be shared, not stored. I challenge you, please, 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 please. Some of y'all are sharing the podcast, that's great. But I challenge you to be like, Lord, you know what? Show me somebody that I can share what you have done in me today. Create the opportunity. And then guess what? When the fear rises up of, I don't know what I'm going to say to them, that's when you say, Holy Spirit, equip me to talk to them. And it's not that in that moment that he does it. No, he is. Just in that moment, you're reminding him of what he's already doing, equipping you, equipping you to share equipping you, why Because we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Yes yeah, so well people aren't overcoming why because you're not sharing. Love my mother-in-law share, but because you're not sharing. Think of all the just just think of just think of one person that you know that needs that touch from the Lord. Well, guess what? They're in your life. It's time for you to share. Even if it's the significant others, time for you to share. Even if it's the kids, it's time for you to share. The Lord challenged me yesterday, and I'm trying to trying to think of, trying to parent differently, and and at the heart of it, be like, okay, well, let's let's let, let let's address the heart versus the actions. Kena did something this morning, and I wanted normally I wanted to be like, why? But I was like, hey buddy, why do you feel like that? And in my head, I'm one part of me like the Chris Tucker side of me is like, you just asked this four-year-old why in his heart does he want to do it? Lindsay, aren't you crazy? Another part of me is like, let's see where this goes. and say, hey, buddy, why do you feel like that in your heart? And he said, well, I feel like da-da-da-da. And I'm like, this is a four-year-old kid. He just told me what he feels like in his heart. As I'm making pancakes, this four-year-old just told me in his heart how he feels. And this so is the Holy Spirit's like, and that's what I desire from you. Okay, Lord. He desires the hearts of so many. And church, why don't we advance the kingdom of God by sharing the goodness of God? Amen. Amen. Sharing the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you for equipping every person in this room, Lord. Thank you for undoing us with power, Jesus.